right, I'm Dan and welcome to the Stage Fright podcast where we talk mental health while working in creative industries. Today is another solo pod. Hi everybody. A Simpsons, isn't it? Never was a big fan of the Simpsons. And I've realised during the pods as well, I say yeah a lot, I go yeah. And the guitarist was my old PE teacher from school. So I had a dilemma of like, do I call him sir? Do I call him Rob? <laughs> what do I do here? Is chocolate overrated? It is, isn't it? Well, technically, I am a content creator, but hearing those words come out of my mouth feels a bit... (laughs) Question. So take it away, Sam. Hang on, I'm going to do an impression of what he plays. Question one. How do you manage a really busy work schedule? Um, Favourite board game at the moment and favourite board game of all time. This is the best question. Have you ever thought just before performing, I can't do this? Yeah. What's your favourite song that's mental health related? You can put a band together with anyone you want. Who are you choosing? Right. (laughs) This is so good. You're listening to the Stage Fright Podcast. Hey, everyone. (laughs) Hi, everybody. What's that? That's, um, that's Simpsons, isn't it? Never really, never was a big fan of the Simpsons. No, I never really cared for it. It's a comedy, isn't it? It's definitely a comedy, but I never laughed at it. You know, like you laugh at Family Guy or Rick and Morty or whatever. I never had that with The Simpsons. It was always just like, it was, The Simpsons to me is a bit like EastEnders. It's just on. <laughs> is that weird? Is that sacrilege to say? I understand like how important it is to society and stuff, but I never got it. I never, never cared for it. I never got home and thought, oh, sweet, Simpsons. Yeah. I was always like, I don't know, Hey Arnold or <laughs> something like that for me. Anyway. Why, who cares <laughs> is that sacrilege though to say you don't really care for the simpsons it's like it's like when i say i don't really like roast dinners people are like oh my god not in an american accent but they say why don't you like roast? Di- oh if you, if you don't like roast dinners you obviously haven't had my auntie's roast dinner i'm like oh i'm sure i have i'm sure they're they're all the same i just don't think roast dinners are like the king of dinners do you know what i mean right I've, i haven't got a lot of time to do this today i've got a i've just been doing a load of james martin backing tracks for um Oh, I should cut that out, actually. Actually, that's a good point. What I need to do is, in in Grace's episode last week, she did a really nice, like, operatic sing, and I thought that would be a really nice sensor bleep. You know, at the minute, I've got uh, an organ, so whenever someone says something they don't want on the pod or that, you know, I don't feel like the name should be out there, it'll be an organ going, ding. I could just edit it in there, the organ doing that. So it'll go, what the f- are you doing like that right now grace did this thing and i was thinking of changing that to the sensor bleep so instead of what the f- are you doing grace's one will sound like this what the f- are you doing which i think is a bit nicer anyway let me know send me a text saying organ or grace <laughs> just send me an instagram saying organ or grace <laughs> anyway i say it anyway a lot and I've realised during the pods as well, I say yeah a lot. I go yeah, yeah. So when I'm, I ask someone a question, what I've noticed is Louis Theroux will just sit there and listen intently. But I feel like because I'm on a podcast, no one can see me listening. So I feel like I have to say yeah every now and again. And now I've said that, that's all you're going to hear for the rest of the podcast. Yeah, so I want to I want to stop saying anyway or yeah. Do you ever feel bad about the weirdest stuff like, the other day, Drew asked me to borrow a Telecaster just to have as a spare for his, for his gig. And I missed the text. I didn't get back to him in time. And he left the studio before. He was like, don't worry, I've, um, I've, I've taken my Brian May as a spare. 
And I was like, oh, okay, cool, man. Sorry, I didn't get back to you. And I felt bad for like 10 minutes. Like, oh shit, like, what's he going to do? What if he needs a, what if he needs a spare? And I was like, he's fine. I think he, he's a professional guitar player. I think he knows what he's doing. <laughs> but you just feel bad about like the weirdest shit that you can't really like control. You know what I mean? Oh, doesn't it? I played a drum gig. That was fun. Played with a band called Eden Fire, which was weird because um, the office next to the studio, there's a guy called Sean in there. And um, he's great. We have chats every now and again. I, you know, sort of become a friend of mine now, which is great. And he plays in a band called Eden Fire. They needed a drummer. I said, yeah, cool, I'll do it. Turned up. And the guitarist was my old PE teacher from school, Mr. Hudson. <laughs> so I had a dilemma of like, right, do I call him Mr. Hudson? Do I call him Sir? Do I call him Rob? Like, what do I, what do, I do here? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was fun. We played All the Small Things as one of the songs, which is, uh, which is a tune that I can play until the fucking cows come home. That's a weird saying, isn't it? Until the cows come home. Should we look up what that means? Till the cows come home. A very long time, apparently. Definition of do something until the cows come home. If you say that someone can do something until the cows come home, but it will have no effect, you are emphasising that it will have no effect, even if they do it for a very long time. All right. Is that a negative thing then? If I say I can play all the small things until the cows come home, in my mind, I just mean like like the back of my hand. But according to that, it means it'll have no effect (laughs) on anyone's life. (laughs) (laughs) all right every day is a school day every day is a school day patreon.com forward slash dan parkinson music for advert free higher quality and early access to the stage fright podcast anyway do i want a tom delong guitar i have a problem with signature guitars the fact that someone will see me playing it and go i obviously likes blink white too I had, I had it before. I bought a guitar off Mark Burford, friend of the pod, Mark Burford. He sold me a Steve Vai guitar years ago, like back in the day, one with the, the flowers all up the fretboard and that. Imagine me playing that now in Baddy Drawn Boy with a handle on it. And you know the guitar. Look at, If you don't know the guitar, look it up. Steve Vai signature Ibanez. It's a poser's guitar. <laughs> that's, what, that's what that is. <laughs> and uh, my problem with the signature guitar, although I, you know, I, idolized tom delong for years he's the reason i play music but having one of his signature guitars i've always found it weird i always like the look of a strat just three single coils three knobs done simple any sort of different strat i'm not really i'm not really a fan of anyway i should get to the questions anyway that's all you're here for isn't it no one cares about like (laughs) roast dinners and fucking cows come on is chocolate overrated? It is, isn't it? Chocolate is overrated. When people say, oh, I love chocolate, I'm a chocoholic. No, you like dairy milk and occasionally Lindor, maybe at Christmas. That's it. Any other chocolate is disgusting, isn't it? Isn't it, though? You're all laughing now because you know it's true. Chocolate is fucking rank. It's disgusting. Hot chocolate's quite nice. But then dairy milk, hot chocolate's nice. I don't, dairy milk have just taken over the market, haven't they, really? Any other chocolate that isn't dairy milk isn't chocolate. Well, I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's a chocolate fanatic listening to this going. I think you'll find that. And also, yeah, chocolate in the fridge is a bad thing as well. Anyway, is there a stigma to saying you're a podcaster? If someone said, "What do you do for a living?" and I go, oh, "I'm a I'm a podcaster," is there a stigma to that? Do you reckon? Or a content creator? It's weird, isn't it? Saying content creator. Oh, feels dirty saying it. I've got a couple of 
videos I put out last week and they're sort of doing quite well they're, doing, they're going quite viral and it's quite nice one about James Hetfield writing a song and one about <laughs> how to get a guitarist to turn up to rehearsal that was that was a fun one and you're like well technically I am a content creator but hearing those words come out of my mouth feels a bit <laughs> gotta pay the bills somehow although they don't even pay the bills and there's literally a thousand other ways to pay bills ah <laughs> oh, i've really got to hurry up because i've got a band coming in here to rehearse and i've got to go and meet grant and dave friend of the pod grant sharky and dave allen for a for a beer i might even have a shandy yeah but yeah there's a band coming to rehearse tonight and i've got a finish off these james martin things and lock up so let's do the questions so take it away sam hang on i'm gonna do an impression of what he plays if i can remember it (laughs) was that anywhere close right question one how do you manage a really busy work schedule um i don't know really i it's hard because there's always something to do and 80% of my work is unpaid. It's sort of, you know, making the videos that act as my advert or, um, you know, rehearsing for a gig. I'll be getting paid for the gig, but then the rehearsal I'm not being paid for. So yeah, just things like that really that you just got to keep, it's so easy to say, just, oh, just keep going and try not to take any time off, which is really bad as a bad advice, isn't it? try not to take any time off although next week actually my mate nicole has asked if i want to go to fringe festival uh, for a couple of days so i might go do that sort of kickstart the old comedy career <laughs> there'll be people going but you're not funny so why bother what's your number one song on spotify uh good question actually how do you find your number one song should we google it i've been listening to a lot of ryan gosling's band dead man's bones Stats for Spotify. How do I find my number one on Spotify? Open your Spotify on your desktop or where... Uh, the top right corner from the... Down, uh, okay. Oh, I don't know how to find it. Uh, okay, I could read you my top four favourite artists. The National, The Menzingers, Aoife O'Donovan and Gregory Allen Isakoff. The last song I listened to was uh, was Going Home by Toto. That's a tune, that. Justin Bieber ripped it off. So if you listen to Justin Bieber, anyone... Massive pop tune. It's great pop tune, but that chorus is exactly the same as Going Home by Toto. Check them out. They're both amazing, but yeah, you can definitely tell the songwriters for the Justin tune sort of grew up listening to Toto. So it's quite interesting. Next one. All right, I'm just going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about my Patreon, where for the price of half a coffee a month, you will get early ad-free versions of the podcast in a higher quality, as well as a load of behind-the-scenes photos and audio that I've been told to say are NSF. W, which I don't know what it means, but people have it on their OnlyFans account. Apparently, I, I, I don't know. I've been, I've been told that. Uh. Patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music. You can also get the app on your phone so you can listen to my voice wherever you may be. My Patreon has a pay-what-you-can scheme where all tiers are the same. The aim of this is to have more Patreons paying the smaller fee a month and not pricing people out, which in turn will pay for the show and help it run and run until the end of time. (laughs) Anyway, let's get back to the show. Favourite board game at the moment and favourite board game of all time. Well, my favourite board game of all time is a game called Subterra, where this is the best question you are working together to get out of a cave it's really good the board you kind of build as you go 
so you don't know what's around each corner. It's really, really good. And my favourite game at the minute is probably a game called Heat. I don't get to play it often, um, but it's a Formula One game, and I'm not a Formula One fan at all. But Heat is a fucking brilliant game. Yeah, check it out. It's made by the same guys that do Ticket to Ride. If you're not into board games, you don't know what that means. (laughs) Next. Ever cried at school? Yeah, I think I did when I forgot my first discipline from... Oh, who's the English teacher? I had one English teacher, Mrs. Woods, that I absolutely loved. Like, she she was amazing. And then there was another English teacher that didn't like me, and she gave me a detention for something. I think I remember crying. I was, like, in year seven. Yeah. How was your day today? Yeah, it was all right. It was good. Went to my mum's shop, got some cake, came to the studio, worked on this James Martin thing. Yeah, it's all right. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Have you ever heard of guitarist Alan Gogol? If not, check him out. Okay, cool. I'll check that out. I can't play anything on the pod because it will probably get deleted. Right. You ever think about having the ability to teleport? Yeah, how good would that be? At the end of a at the end of a gig, just teleporting home. Like, mus- as musicians, if you had the ability to go home after every gig you do on tour, you'd definitely do it, wouldn't you? If you could just teleport from the gig back home... And then back to the next gig. Amazing. That'd be so good. Yeah, I think about it all the time. What's in your Spotify wrapped? I don't know yet. I'll, um, I'll do a Spotify wrapped when it comes out at the end of the year. Okay. Where's Spoon? What? A weird question. Where's Spoon? Well, thanks for that. Keep them coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever thought just before performing... I can't do this. Yeah, I had it, not before performing. I think I've talked about this on the pod before, but the first rehearsal I did with Eka Vandal, I was staying at her sister's house and we had two rehearsals and then the gig. So after the first rehearsal, we went back to her sister's house and you know I was sleeping in the living room. And I remember lying in her living room thinking, oh, I can't do this. This is way above me. Like, I really can't do this. I might just go home. Is that weird? Like two days before a gig, can I just go home? And I don't know why. It was nothing they did. It was nothing the guys did. It was just I felt that they wanted someone better than me. I felt they wanted someone that looked better, played better. I remember waking up the next day and I spoke to Rich and he really calmed me down. He was like, no, man, Eka loves you. Like, let's just see how like the rehearsal goes today. And then we went to the next rehearsal and it we fucking smashed it. It sounded amazing. And I think I was really hard on myself that tour because we had one rehearsal in France once where they asked me to learn this tune and it took me a bit longer to learn it. Like normally it takes me a couple of run-throughs to learn a song. But this one, I couldn't get this guitar line down. It took me a good 10, 15 minutes. And I was really beating myself up about it. And then Rich, the bass player, the next day came up to me and he was like, were you you all right yesterday? And I was like, yeah, man, I just couldn't get that guitar part. And he was like, he laughed. And he was like, what? I was like, yeah, it just took me ages to get that guitar part. And I just felt really embarrassed. And he went, mate, (laughs) the amount of people that would have just either given up or just gone, oh, learn it at home. But you actually like smashed that out of the park and just did it in 15 minutes that's pretty good and I was like yeah but it wasn't good <laughs> it wasn't good enough for me but he really like helped me and calmed me down then so yeah I owe a lot to to Rich and, and Eka uh, what next patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson music what's your favorite song that's mental health related um there's a few there's a song by Logic and it's a telephone number it's the suicide hotline for um for america i can't remember what it's what it's called but that's a fucking beautiful song and then he's got a song called anxiety as well that's really good with um lucy rose yeah beautiful song and then there's floating in the fourth by frightened rabbit that's a really good song and then 
the big one for me, I think, is a song by Morton, a band from, I think it might just be one girl, actually, and she's got a band. But Georgia, the songwriter, she's got this song, it's called See Yourself, with James Vincent McMorrow. And that is one of the most beautiful songs about mental health I've ever heard. Go and listen to it now. Like, I think it's just had over a million streams on Spotify and well deserved. She's one of the artists that I'd love to work with. I'd love to... I'd love to play those songs live and oh it's, it's just beautiful absolutely beautiful song uh you can put a band together with anyone you want who are you choosing right <laughs> this is so good right Mike Marsh from Dashboard Confessional on drums they did a MTV Unplugged record and I just I loved his drumming style on it I absolutely loved it so I'd have him on drums oh, would I have me on guitar I'd have me on guitar but only sort of just so I could say I'm in the band. <laughs> I'd be bringing nothing. Well, I'd be bringing songwriting, I guess. I'm quite good at songwriting, but I'd be bringing not much else. Mike Marsh on drums, me on guitar. Bass, Keanu Reeves. Definitely Keanu Reeves. You ever seen a video of him playing bass? One, he's great. And two, he fucking loves it. He absolutely loves it. And that's what I want. Someone that absolutely loves their instrument. Who would I have on vocals? Keys, I'd have Nick Cave. I'll probably have him playing keys, yeah. And then vocals. Well, who's the best vocalist in the world? It's got to be Freddie Mercury, isn't it? 100%. Imagine that band. <laughs> Mike Marsh from Dashboard Confessional. Me, Keanu Reeves, <laughs> Nick Cave and Freddie Mercury. What a band. What a band. What would we be called? Answers on a postcard. What's the name of that band? <laughs> oh i'd have tom DeLong as well on guitar just just because i could right thank you so much guys for listening um yeah like i say i have to shoot off and oh shit i've got to tidy the studio as well uh, fuck's sake right thank you so much guys um please join up to the patreon where you'll get extra bits and stuff and uh let me know about which sensor you prefer <laughs> grace or the organ and uh, I'll um, see you in the next one. Uh, if you want to come on the show, let me know. If you've got any ideas for the show, email me. Blah, blah, blah. You know the score. Uh, see you in the next one. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not good at impressions. <laughs>